Welcome to the Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast, where we celebrate the craft of poetry. Each week, we feature interviews with incredible poets and artists, including Olivia Gatwood and A.E. Stallings, and original poetry read by the authors. I'm your host, James Moorhead, poet laureate of Dublin, California, and author of Canvas and Portraits of Red and Gray. On this week's episode of the Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast, I'm excited to preview the Viewless Wings booth at the Bay Area Book Festival coming up Sunday, May 7th in Berkeley, California. Our booth will feature four San Francisco Bay Area Poets Laureate, including me, and you'll hear selections of their poetry in just a moment. You can find us in the outdoor fair in Martin Luther King Jr. Civic Center Park in Berkeley in booth number 96, along with adult and youth program stages, an expanded family fun zone, and over 200 exhibitors and food vendors. I'm excited to share three selections from my new book, The Plague Doctor a mesmerizing collection of eerie, image-rich poems that explore the fleeting nature of existence and friendship, inspired by the world of art and artists. Each of the poets laureate will be signing and selling their books, and will have poetry readings every 15 minutes. My name is James Moorhead, poet laureate of Dublin, California, and here are three selections from my new book, The Plague Doctor. She is San Francisco, in shades of pink and blue, a painted lady with combat boots and attitude. She wears sweatshirts in summer chilled by salt-soaked fog spilling over evening tides. You might catch a glimpse of her rollerblading across the Golden Gate as you sail beneath suspended steel into Pacific swells. She is portraits in De Young, a cable car's clang, a skate-punk sprayed in neon green who runs from bay to breakers or swirls around a rainbow flag on Market Street in June. She is San Francisco, spun with threads of sunset hues and wisps of endless dune. This poem first appeared on the San Francisco Chronicle's Total SF podcast. Next, I'll read a poem that first appeared in Prometheus Dreaming. That time I was left for dead downstage. Eighth grade, my big break. The play was something Western. I had a single line and every actor's dream, a dramatic death. I had to learn how to act with a beard glued on in pieces, the fake hair tickling the bottom of my nose. I wore it home for a day to get used to the feel. My family swallowed giggles during dinner. Opening night approached. My heart raced, imagining the curtain opening on one hundred seated shadows. That single line I kept forgetting. Whispers from the director. Time ran out. Hurried discussions. It was decided. My debut line was cut. With a full beard glued on in pieces, tickling the bottom of my nose, a long black coat and top hat, boots one size too big. I walked into the spotlight, said nothing, was shot and left for dead at the edge of the stage. 
I remember lying there, unable to move, eyes closed, silently mouthing my line over and over and over, sensing classmates' footsteps avoiding my corpse. The final poem I'll read from The Plague Doctor is Memento Mori Evermore. The Battle of Evermore starts to play, Jimmy Page on mandolin, each phrase filled with melancholy, voices in ballet, a duet sung years ago, haunting still. Ere I listen to this song, its story spun from slender chords, I pause, am present, aware again of memento mori, the ring race in black, riding death's descent. They scatter with the refrain, bring it back, bring it back, incanted with such sorrow. Plant's rich voice replaces silence, attacks as if knowing there is no tomorrow. Eyes close, tears well, I'm lost inside each verse until notes fall and in darkness disperse. My name is Kate McCarroll Moore, and I'm the former Poet Laureate for the city of San Ramon. The poems I'm about to read come from my book, Alpha Poetica, a poetry primer for the everyday poet. These are three linked poems called Trilogy, and they're inspired by the first time I visited Ireland. Looking out the windows of the airplane over Dublin, I felt a sensation I'd never felt landing anywhere before. Home. That's all I could think. I'm home. Every man on the street looked like my grandfather. Every store clerk was my cousin. The streets, alleys, shops all felt so eerily familiar. I know this place, I thought. I've been here before. This is Changeling. The sea churns green below, and there are sheep along the runway. I imagine changelings here as we skid to a stop. No words, just the odd sensation of home in this place I've never been. Home, in the place they left, driven out by famine, propelled by hope, their blood runs through me and recognizes home. Home, in the morning I'll get up early, walk to the corner cafe, buy an Irish Times, order tea, and pretend to read the news, imagining this kind of life, imagining home. Home. You have the map of Ireland on your face, they said when I was growing up. I'll take you home again, Kathleen, my father sang. He sang, Tura Lura Lura, that's an Irish lullaby. And this is, I'll take you home again, Kathleen. Walking the streets of Dublin, I see my grandfather everywhere. The shock of white hair and the prominent chin, the eyes that twinkle like a cliché. There he sits in Kennedy's and at the bus stop next to Oscar Wilde. He's the doorman in silk top hat and tails, opening the taxi door outside the Marian Arms. He's playing fiddle on the steps of St. Anne's. I am here in this place his father left, driven out by famine, the terrible hunger, propelled by hope, the great hunger. 
He came across the ocean, my grandfather's father, packed in steerage for a month with the dead and the dying, so that my grandfather could be born and sit in his house drinking tea, spooning marmalade, giving life to my father who gave life to me, so that I could make a one-day voyage in business class, watching movies, sharing a three-course meal, knowing nothing of sacrifice and suffering, still hungry, longing for home. And finally, this is Alone in the Dublin Writers' Museum. Outside, a steady rain pounds on leaded windows in haunted Parnell Square, awakening the ghosts of Bean, Beckett, Swift, and Wild. I wander hallways in fading light, a specter moving slowly across splintered floors, opening doors that creak and moan, revealing rare and ancient manuscripts, gathering dust in dusty rooms, a trove of leathered, weathered artifacts left open and untouched. Silenced voices, now released, whirl from floor to ceiling. Dracula and sweet Molly Malone, alive, alive, oh, once again, swirling, rattling, crying out, the center cannot hold just me and all these ghosts. Hi, this is Sarah Kabrinsky. I'm going to first read a couple of poems from my book, Nighttime on the Other Side of Everything, and then I'll read another wee one that's not in the book. Who done it? Number one. Miss Scarlet in the bathroom with a tampon. Two. Colonel Mustard in the kitchen with a chicken leg. Three. Professor Plum in the library with my theosis. Four. Mrs. White in the bedroom with her smile. This next poem is called Below Stairs. When we wake, dreams fall from our bodies and gather at our feet. Humble servants bowed so low in their humility, they become invisible. Yet they stay with us through our days, eager to please and obey, a feeling we can never quite shake, if only we would let ourselves see them. And my last poem is called Pockets. I like your dress. Thanks. It has pockets. And what do you put in your pockets? Whatever I don't feel like holding in my hands. And what do you hold in your hands? Whatever I need to complete the task at hand. And what is the task at hand? To learn how to confidently accept compliments. What do you mean? Well, you told me you like my dress. I do. Thanks. It has pockets. Hi, Kimi Sugioka here. I'm happy to be reading for James Moorhead's Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast. Thank you. I'll read you three poems. Year of the Water Rabbit. Year of the rabbit hops in, auguries of ease, peace, benevolence. 
disguised in ravaging rain, floods, falling trees, mudslides, drenching our streets, quenching our reservoirs. Rabbit tosses poems across the floor, bat paws kick the door open with trickster wisdom. Rabbit's nose twitches, smells possibility, in swatches of accountability, in snatches of inclusivity, in patches of intersectionality, in stitches of reparations. Sun warmed and sated, rabbit rests on this lattice of adversity and opportunity, ponders the sweet taste of bananas, blueberries, and plots to flip consumption to preservation, devastation to restoration, prevails upon the upside-down and backwards politics of this country to reconstitute itself into collective healing. The day before my birthday, I sit with coffee, scavenging the scarred edges of dreams for prophecy, sort through the mundane for a glimpse of the eternal, like 200 sea turtles sleeping on sun-warm sand, or pigeons parading beneath an outdoor table hoping for crumbs. Lightning bugs and water dogs, the crisp white pages of a new journal, the smell of night-blooming jasmine. The waves say rise and release, the redwoods say believe, even though the godwit hobbles on one leg and a tangle of death awaits. One twilight kicks up a moon that threatens to envelop the sky and stars poke through just as I open my eyes to scrutinize the possibilities of 65. And this is Colors of Spring or the Earth's Promise. Come wrap yourself in the colors of spring, yellow, purple, pink, chartreuse, that we may begin again. After the wind, rain, and floods, the hills, plains, and deserts burgeon with blooms. Wild iris, lupin, seep monkey flower, buttercup, rattlesnake grass, tree anemone. Excavate the folds of night, balance scars and feathers, and interrupt mourning with a sun-warmed pilgrimage through wilderness untainted with longing. Climbing, we breathe in the colors of Ring Mountain, we women of a certain age, with uncertain futures, but certain of our self-reliance, arcing within veils of gray. Nestle in a copse of oak and bay, with purple sanicle, California goldfields, woolly fruit desert parsley, California poppy, and endangered Oakland mariposa lilies. The babes now flown, we wander ambiguous trails, angling ridgewise, and try to mimic the Earth's promise. Thank you for listening. Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast is written and produced by James Moorhead. You can follow me on Twitter at Dublin Ranch, subscribe to the Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast, and follow us on viewlesswings.com or on Instagram at viewlesswings. <laughs>